At 4ZZZ, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging of the Turbul and Jagera people. We acknowledge that their sovereignty over this land was never ceded. And we stand in solidarity with them. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. Amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Good morning, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. I'm Kai and I use they, she pronouns. I'm Ez and I use he, him pronouns. And we're going to tell you some of the local uh, events and news going on for the trans community. Yeah. So, first up in local community events is the Brisbane Pride Festival AGM, which will be on Tuesday, March 21st at 6pm. Today. Today. That's right. And it'll be online, so you can... It's accessible for everyone online. The core role... So I just want to have a little chat about what an AGM is exactly, which is an annual... It's basically an annual meeting for an organisation, particularly not-for-profit organisation. Um, and the the idea is that you go, you can vote on the board. So, you know, who's on the board, you can nominate, and so on and so on. Usually that's a bit more planned in advance. But the core role of the board is governance of the organisation. So there is a chair. The chair must give board directors the relevant policies for the organisation. The board's responsibilities are to establish a government's framework, including a compliance framework, to ensure the organisation meets its obligations. So what that really entails is more to do with a board... The board of any organisation doesn't have anything to do with day-to-day functioning, really, of an organisation. It's the overall arching vision, the direction, the strategic plan, What, where is this company moving and how does it want to go and what does it want to look like. It doesn't have a lot to do with day-to-day functionality, doesn't have anything to do with HR, none of that. This is like very broad, big picture stuff. That's what the board does. So if you're interested in having a say in the direction of Brisbane Pride Festival and that organisation, this is something you should attend. So that's tonight, 6pm, and it is online. Um, You can check out Brisbane Pride, uh, their Facebook page, and they have the event up there, including the links. It will also be on the Transmission Facebook page at Transradio with a Z. Yes, so I do think you will only be able to vote vote if you are a member of uh, Brisbane Pride. Yes. Um, So you may need to to sign up for that. I think it's 20 or 30 bucks or something like that. It may be less than that. It may be less than that. But if you don't make it for this one, you can always join so that you can vote for the next one. Just in case for some reason you might not like the direction that Brisbane Pride Festival takes or or how they they run anything. Just in case. Yes. That can happen, yeah. Uh, anyway, other events coming up. We've got Q Night at Quiver in Wynn Lane. So that's this Saturday, 25th of March, kicking off at 5pm, facilitated mingling at around 6 and 8pm, and outdoor laneway DJs from 9pm to midnight. Built for comfort, curiosity, questions and queers, join us for Q Night the last Saturday of every month at Quiver. Don't sit on your couch, sit on ours. Come and learn interesting stuff about your friends and meet new folks along the way with light-facilitated mingling hosted by a trans-mask, non-binary queer legend, Zach. It's never been easier to start the conversation with cute strangers. They've got cocktails, beer, and plenty of non-alcoholic beverages. Come when you want, wear what you like. $5 early bird entry, $10 final round or door tickets. 
Um, it's an 18 plus event for queers and those that love them with DJs Hulk Hippo and DJ Jaguar B. Yeah, and also on Friday, March 31st, which is Trans Day of Visibility, at 6pm at 275 George Street in Brisbane CBD is the Trans Community Awards for 2022, as it was postponed last year due to uh, COVID scare. So you are invited to come and celebrate the Queensland Trans gender diverse, non-binary, sister girl and brother boy communities while we acknowledge the members of these communities for all that they do. Just because it's called the Trans Community Awards doesn't mean it is just about the trans community. We see you in all of our diverse and amazing identities, expressions and bodies. Trans Community Awards is a night of celebration to celebrate trans Transgender Day of Visibility, proudly brought to you by Many Genders, One Voice. And there's also some trophies for the nominated parties. There's Activist of the Year, there's Group of the Year, there's Organization, there's Event. There's so many different aspects that we're celebrating and Transmission are nominated. So we will be there. Yeah. Yeah, woohoo. And then also we've got Gay Skate for Every Bunny. That's at <laughs> Skateway in Albany Creek on Sunday, April 2nd, 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. We were a little confused, but then we remembered, oh, some people celebrate Easter. Um, yeah, I was like, so that's bunny? What is this? why the bunny thing. It's not for fairies. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, it is an all-ages, all-welcome, family-friendly event. Brisbane's LGBTQIA plus community, family and friends are invited to an inclusive skating event offering music disco lights and fun on wheels should be good yeah there's also just gonna plug it real casually real you know nonchalant uh we don't have a spot for it because i didn't find it but that's cool access all areas april 2nd the triffid you've probably heard it a lot on four triple z lately but come on down on the 2nd of April and help us raise some money for a disability access studio. We are trying to make 4ZZZ more accessible for everyone. We need you to come on down to the Triffid on April 2nd, hang out. There's going to be some amazing bands. There's like Adele and the Chandeliers, Darren Hanlon, The Double Happiness, Doggy Heaven. Just, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an absolute riot. It starts from 12.30pm during the day and it will go on from there. Uh, tickets are on Mosh Ticks, but you can also, if you would like, head over to the 4ZZZ website and then there'll be all the information there as well. 4ZZZ.org.au, access all areas, get on down to that. And then uh, last we've got for events today is Persistence 2.0, it, which will be at the Bearded Lady in West End on West End on Thursday, <laughs> April 6th at 7pm. Exit Stage Z, 4ZZZ, Young Henry's and the Bearded Lady presents Persistence, a brand new club night celebrating the best of Mianjin queer and gender diverse DJs and bands. Mianjin queers and allies get on down to the Bearded Lady on Thursday, April 6th for Persistence 2.0 featuring Scraps, Lalka and DJ Nezmia. Tickets available on the door and online through Eventbrite. Free entry for First Nations attendees and trans BIPOC attendees. So that should be fun. If you're wondering why it's on a Thursday, it's because it's a long weekend. Yes. Yeah. That's really exciting. I'm really keen for that. Also, um, the organisers of this event from Exit Stage Z, uh, uh, Dom and Alex, are just beautiful, queer, wonderful human beings. And I went to the last event and saw Dancing Water. Oh, it was awesome. And like, oh, I love Dancing Water. So it was just an yeah. excellent event and very queer, very very trans, very safe, just beautiful. Loved it. Had a great time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, and now on to news. There's so much going on that we're not going to be able to touch on everything. So, first up, uh, Georgina Bayer, 
the world's first trans MP, who is also a sex worker, sexual assault survivor, actress, singer, radio host, Supreme Queer of the Year 2000, the first person of Māori descent to address the Oxford Union, and a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit for services to LGBTQIA plus rights, has died in hospice care, aged 65 after a long illness. Friends said she was cracking jokes and had a twinkle in her eye right until the final moment. She will be remembered as a trailblazer for her support of progressive policies, including sex work law reform, civil unions, anti-discrimination laws, and the promotion of Māori rights. I'm going to give a really strong content warning for the next part, which I will be reading from The Guardian. Her speech on sex work was credited with tipping the balance in favour of the Prostitution Reform Bill, which passed by a narrow one-vote margin in 2003. The laws decriminalised sex work in New Zealand, aiming to create a safer environment in which sex workers could t- could take exploitative employers to employment court, not gain a criminal record, and access support if they experienced violence. She spoke candidly about entering the sex industry as a young teenager and being raped by a group of men. I su- she quotes, I support this bill for all the prostitutes I have ever known who have died before the age of 20 because of the inhumanity and hypocrisy of a society that would never ever that would not ever give them the chance to redeem whatever circumstances made them arrive in that industry. The law provides people like me at that time with some form of redress for the brutalization that might happen when a client pulls a knife, she said. It would have been nice to know that I might have been able to approach the authorities, the police in this case, and say, I was raped, and yes, I'm a prostitute, and no, it was not right that I should have been raped, because I said no. New Zealand Prostitutes Collective grieved her passing on Monday, saying the collective cannot put into words how deeply we mourn the passing of Georgina Bayer, an extraordinary woman who served her communities fearlessly. Yeah, so she was first elected to Parliament in 1999 as a trans woman, which is just incredible. I'm sure the effect that she's had on the world will be felt for a a long time. Yeah, big big respect to Georgina Bayer and the New Zealand Prostitutes Collective. Yeah. Uh, I also just like to mention that there's been a lot going along in, going on in the US as of late. A lot, a lot of things. Um, it's a very nuanced and chaotic and a bit, it's pretty grim over there in the US at the moment for trans rights. But I wanted to let you know, listeners, that Transmission are working on a big story for this. I've been working on it for a little while now and I started my first recording uh, just last night to date the episode. So I'm going to be editing that and work- I'm working with someone who is from Anchorage, Alaska and has lived experience and has recently moved to Australia. So I'm working with her on stories and how to accurately inform you all on how how it's traveling, why it's got to where it is and where it's likely to go. But while I'm working on that, uh, we'll continue to be bringing more news and content and stuff for you. Yeah. Yeah, we just wanted to acknowledge that we hadn't really um, touched on the news in the US that much. You know, it's it's been a, a lot and we have limited time and we want to do it justice. But we also want to be able to share, you know, trans music and, and trans celebration and, and lots, just so much. There's so much. Uh, so we're, we're doing our best. On that, the protests in Nam, I'm sure everyone has heard about it pretty much. Um, it was a multiple protests from neo-Nazis and TERFs and, you know, trans protesters. And to 
the common observer who may have watched some of that footage, it it really didn't feel like it was the trans protesters that were being protected. Anyway, we will be talking to someone about that in the future as well, but I just wanted to touch on that. Amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, Brisbane and beyond. Transmission on 4ZZZ brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am, join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community. Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4ZZZ. Hello, you're listening to Transmission. Uh, we are amplifying the voices of the trans community for Mianjin and beyond. My name is Kai and I use they, she pronouns. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns. And today we are in studio with the wonderful Valerie who works with Respect Inc. and is also a member of the Decrim Quilled Community Com- Committee. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> Hi. I'm uh, really excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, and what pronouns do you use? I use uh, she, her pronouns mostly. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, so... You're a trans sex worker. Um, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so trans people and sex workers have been intertwined and overlapping communities for literally thousands of years. Why do you think that is? Oh, yeah. Okay, look. So, <laughs> look, just open with one of my favourite topics. Why don't you? Wonderful. Straight okay. into it. <laughs> one of my, my favourite things is pointing out to people that so many of our icons in the queer community who are part of uh, the progenitors of the queer rights movement, Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, the other STAR members, so many of them were sex workers, Mm -hmm. right? And my hot take, okay, this is my hot take, is that the queer community learned how to organise and how to fight for their rights from sex workers. Totally. Because sex workers have always done it for, you know, the oldest profession, etc. We... We are one of the oldest communities that has been sharing knowledge and skills and strategies and, you know, depending on the laws of the time, of the culture of the time, you know, affects how we do that. But throughout all of history, we've been doing this. And then, you know, in the 60s and 70s, particularly in New York City, we've got these amazing trans people of colour who are standing up and metaphorically or literally throwing bricks at cops. And they're doing it because, you know, they know how to organise this community because they've been doing it as sex workers. And now, well, not now, in the 60s and 70s, it was time, you know, hey, you know, gay men, lesbians, butchers, like, you know, like everyone could all come into that and learn from the sex workers how to fight for their rights. And I think it is a damn shame and... uh, Uh, slightly insulting that the queer community has forgotten the sex work roots of the queer liberation movement. Absolutely, yeah. You think of even uh, the how Mardi Gras in New South Wales started, because that was to commemorate the Stonewall riots in the US, and that was um, a a protest, and then the, you know, as it turned into a riot, the street sex workers jumped in, um, you know, because they've just always been fighting side by side, right? Exactly, but you know, I think the queer liberation movement very quickly turned into being about respectability politics. Yes, yes. um, White fence, uh, homonormativity. Exactly. And it was the early 70s, I want to say 1972, so literally a couple years after Stonewall, 
Sylvia Rivera had to fight, and I mean literally, like, fight her way onto the stage for the speaking position she was offered at the Pride March in New York City because at the last minute, everybody decided that they actually didn't want to hear from a hooker, you know? Mm -hmm. And credit to her, Sylvia Rivera was never one to back down and she muscled her way onto the stage and <laughs> uh, gave an amazing, an amazing impassioned speech. That's amazing. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> I can, um, I can recommend if you're interested in this, um, I cannot remember the exact <laughs> name of it and uh -huh. I will look it up and uh, we'll get it on, I'll, you know, it's on my Twitter or something, but... There's a documentary on Netflix mm -hmm. about Marsha P. Johnson, mm -hmm. and it does focus on Marsha because she's the, you know, the face, the one that everybody knows. Yeah. Um, but it was a fantastic look at this, uh, you know, at their actual lives. You know, I mean, I I was looking up the, um, like, I was on the Wikipedia page for Marsha a little while ago because of work, World Pride, and I realized that there is, like, one or two references to her being a sex worker, and then aside from that, it was all just about, you know, the other parts of it. It was like, oh, and then also she's a sex worker and this is her job, but we're not going to talk about it because, <laughs> you know, it doesn't look good for us, you yeah. know. Typical. Um, and so what is your experience of this intersection? Yeah, so I think, look, I don't have stats on this. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's not 100%, but m most sex workers are queer in my experience. And... This is something that people need to keep in mind, I suppose, is that uh, with sex workers is that your identity, your gender identity, your sexual preference, even, you know, whether you're asexual or not, you can't assume that what a worker is advertising is actually who they are, right? So, uh, you know, I, I know uh, trans sex workers, um, usually trans men, who backpass in order to work. Um, so they work as women and their clients would presumably never know that this person is actually a man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, uh, are traps gay? Well, now that we're thinking about it, no. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and so much of okay what i want to say this is I'm, I'm trying to put this into words mm -hmm. there is a huge uh, crossover in the experiences of trans people and sex workers trans or not in that we have to construct an identity we're choosing a new name we're very often hyper performing our gender and our sexuality for the benefit of others mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of these things that even cis sex workers still need to deal with that are, you know, iconic trans experiences. Totally. Um, and I think that's why the communities work so well together, you know, because so so many sex workers are queer themselves mm -hmm. and even the ones who aren't get the queer experience. Yeah, wow. I, I'd never thought of it like that. That's that's so interesting. Um, and I guess, you know, there's the, there's the coming out and stuff as well and, mm -hmm. and the... Uh, you know, being seen as really, I mean, overtly sexual, even yeah. when it doesn't even, yeah. might not feel like that. Well, um, I mean, coming out to particularly family, but coming out to anybody as a sex worker 
can be far more dangerous than coming out as queer. Mm-hmm. Because suddenly people have this judgment about you, which sure would also happen if you came out as queer, but it's far more socially acceptable to shame somebody for being a sex worker, to cut somebody out of your life for being a sex worker, to, in Queensland, uh, evict a sex worker from their apartment because they found out they're a sex worker, which is legal. Um, Yeah, it's, it, again, such a crossover between the experiences even the sex workers who aren't queer have to come out Mm. (laughs) well don't have to but there's similar risks of violence as well absolutely absolutely and uh, i uh, i'm gonna give a little uh, content warning here for uh, violence against trans sex workers Uh, a couple weeks ago in uh, sydney a man was found not guilty of murdering a trans sex worker yeah her name was kimberly mccray um she was murdered he killed her after finding out that she's trans. Yeah. And the New South Wales courts validated that as a defence, and it was manslaughter, not murder, officially. And didn't that judgment was reached just the day before World Pride or something? Yes. And, and all of New yes. South Wales made millions and millions of dollars off of off of queers? Absolutely correct, yeah. 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 Um, right. Why is safety illegal for sex workers in Queensland? It makes no sense to me, but it's true. It's illegal to work in the same building as another sex worker. It's illegal to hire a receptionist. It's illegal to check in with another sex worker when your client leaves. It's illegal to use a driver that another sex worker uses, and my boyfriend cannot be my driver. It's illegal to share overheads or work in pairs. It's illegal for me to text a friend my location. We all want to be safe at work. Stand with sex workers against harmful laws that make our safety strategies unlawful. Respect Inc. is a non-profit, peer-based community organisation focused on protecting the rights, health and well-being of Queensland sex workers. For more information, go to www.respectqld.org.au Or Triple Z cares for our communities. Hello, you're listening to 4ZZZ. My name is Kai and I use they, she pronouns and I'm here in studio with... Ez and I use he, him pronouns. And I'm Valerie and I use she, her pronouns. Beautiful. Uh, so we're talking to Valerie about um, the intersections of being trans and being a sex worker. Uh, so do you find your work generally gender affirming? How does that work for you? <laughs> bit of column A, bit of yeah, column look, B. I'm not going to go too deep into this because I can't believe when you just said it's already 9.42. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like a hell of a complicated topic. Generally, no. Yeah. Um, because, okay, let me put it this way. Taking photos, putting up my ads, doing, you know, even like talking to clients on text, yeah. Seeing a client in person, for me personally, not really. Usually because they don't know how to affirm my gender because they're just some, you know, bi-curious, middle-aged cis guy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to, you know, when you're being so close and intimate with a person, but it's also a commercial setting, and they don't actually know... Like, clients don't know a lot about trans people. No. Even the ones who specifically want to go and see trans women or trans men or, you know, whoever, don't know all that much about us. Um... You know, I mean, I, I've had 
uh, multiple clients ask me if I'm a ladyboy, you know, and I've had to explain, one, no, two, that's a specific cultural thing from Southeast Asia, you know, and it's like, I, I guess this comes back to, again, so much of what sex work is, is actually educating clients in the community. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you get tired of educating? Do you do a lot of educating? Yeah, well, I mean, my uh, I work at Respect Inc., which is the uh, uh, sex work uh, sex workers peer support organisation in Queensland, and my job title is trans women peer educator. So it's kind of the focus of my involvement in the sex worker community and the queer community. Yeah, is very much from an education perspective, but by that it's it's a peer education model it is not a top-down education model so in no way am i or anybody at respect or anybody at a peer organization nobody is saying i'm the expert you know i'm not here because well i don't work at respect because i've got more experience doing sex work than anybody because i've done it for more time or you know the, this whole model of education which i think is an amazing model of education that more places should use is that you know when you're in a room learning with other people recognizing that the the cumulative skills and knowledge of everybody else in that room far outweigh those of any one person and it's far more useful in my opinion and far more affirming and far more empowering to sit and talk with your peers and learn from them rather than sit and be lectured to by a sex worker like you are right now in your car or your home or wherever you're listening <laughs> from <laughs> um no but and and in particular that's why it's important for us as uh, queer people and as sex workers to have closed spaces for us I'm sure lots of queer people can relate to to this when I say that sex workers are very often told what we are and what we do and and uh, that, that doesn't usually accurately reflect our work, you know? Oh, well, I imagine it's also similar to, uh, you know, it's very different to discuss gender with trans people than it is to discuss gender with cis people. Precisely. Yes, I have, I have like a whole dialogue that for cis people, you know, it's like, this is how I identify so you can understand me mm -hmm. from the outside of mm -hmm. wherever you are. And then when I'm with trans folk, it's like, oh, here you go. Here's all my colors. Yeah. It is like deep in the depths of philosophy when you're talking with trans people, you know, and, th and then um, it's just like, and this is what we call agenda. <laughs> Cis people at home listening and like, I'm feeling patronised. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly how that feels. <sighs> um, and so, um, what supports are there for trans workers? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, in Queensland, the main support for transgender sex workers is uh, actually me. Is it you? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Hi. Uh, not me alone, you know, the rest of Respect and, you know, um, other organisations and the organisations we work with and refer people to. But absolutely, like, and, and I mean, I guess I'm talking now to any trans sex workers who are listening, like, shoot me an email, you know. You don't have to be in crisis. You don't have to be having, you know, an emergency to come and talk to your peers and learn from each other and get to know each other and, you know, build that kind of community because 
while I joke and say that I am the support, the the true answer is that the support is the community. I yeah. just am fortunate enough to be the face of that. As queer people and as trans people, we are stronger together. Exactly. Always. We are stronger together, we are safer together, and everything from the anti-trans laws that are being introduced around the world to the anti-sex worker laws that are currently in place in Queensland, all of it is designed to isolate us and stop us from connecting with each other because people in power know we are stronger together and we know from the the whole history of the labour movement, of any workers' rights movement, that we are stronger together and we have to have solidarity. And I guess when I'm talking about solidarity, I'm not just talking about sex workers coming together. I'm also talking about allies. And, you know, if you are a trans person who is not a sex worker, I encourage you to reflect on the history of how linked those two identities are and how historically important this avenue of work has been to trans people and to show up and help us when we need it, which in Queensland is going to be in the coming months, and I'll let you know more. Yes. Oh, yes. Why don't you tell us about what's going on for uh, sex work laws in Queensland? Yeah, sure. So we, um, we're we working... I'm part of the uh, DCRIM QLD committee, uh, which is the... It is a committee of sex workers who've come together to fight for decriminalisation of sex work in Queensland. Sex work is legal, but heavily criminalised, and as I said, with many, many laws that are designed to keep us in isolation. So, the best things you can do is follow Respect Inc. and DecrimQLD on social media. Uh, We're on most of them. Also, the hashtag DecrimQLD... We um, post all sorts of other stuff. And um, the the next big milestone in this campaign is in the next week or two, now that I think about it, the Queensland Law Reform Commission will be delivering their report on suggestions for decriminalisation and what the law should look like. And when that comes out, that's when we're going to know more, I suppose, about what help we need from allies and how the wider community can help us. Well, I think Respect is also going to be marching in the Labor Day Yes, we, uh, um, march. Yeah, we've been invited by Queensland Council of Unions, who are actually really fantastic group of folks. Um, Jacqueline King, who's the acting secretary of the council, is a huge sex work advocate and supporter. And she and the whole organisation have been really great in recognising that even though there is no sex worker union, we are still workers organising and we are still, you know, workers who need our labour rights. And they're giving us, yeah, a, a pride of place near the front of the May Day March this year, which is which is fantastic. And you, it's not sex workers only. Again, if you want to come and show your support, show that you are an ally for sex workers, throw on some red and come march with us on May Day. Open Doors Youth Service is a southeast Queensland support service for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and or intersex youth aged 12 to 24 and their families. Open Doors believes that all young people have the right to explore, experience and express their gender and sexuality in safe and supportive environments and offers a range of programs and counselling services, as well as support services for parents of LGBTI youth and community education and training. For more information, visit their website at www.opendoors.net.au. Sponsors of 4ZZZ. This is Transmission on 4ZZZ and...
yeah, that's it for the show today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. See you next Thanks, week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4 Triple Z. Thank you.